Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. Sunday morning chit-chat with uh, beer and music and it's Warren Cluck along with me, Zach Miller, and... I believe after afternoon. this week of weather, we all deserve a drink this fine Sunday. I would say so. Yeah, there. I mean, there were plenty of drinks had midweek, especially because of the weather. But <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was not fun, but it also made for a great excuse to get out and pound down a couple of stouts while it was shoveling snow and uh, yeah, and snow day in and day out for like two days. Doing that man's work. I mean, you right, deserve right. the stouts. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I'd like that. I deserve it. Plus, my. You know, it was terrible outside. My house is under construction inside, so it was just, it was an awful, uncomfortable week. So I'm like, I don't want to do that trick. Couple you're, of beers. You're a man without a home. Right? Yeah, that'll warm you right up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we have a uh, we have a big show on tap as well. It's, uh, it's against Music to My Beers. It's the last one we'd have before the big game next weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about big game brews. We're going to talk a little bit about some uh, some beers headed our way. One of our favorites gets a new paint job. We'll talk about that. Seven years down the road, and Indiana has become very, very wet on a Sunday. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I remember when the show first started, that we used to joke that it was the only dry day of the week, and then legislation changed. We had our ending of Prohibition party here on the show, and now you can get beer seven days a week at the liquor store in Indiana. Just after our show. Right. You know. <laughs> right. So, uh, you'll have to wait until afterwards, but we're excited because seven days from now is our big game. Uh, the Super Bowl happens, and uh, you got any big plans? I don't. I'm working that getting, out right now. You're getting older now, so it's okay to say you don't have plans. The thing is, is that me and my wife were talking about it, and it's like, do we want to go to somebody else's house, or do we want to host it ourselves? And I feel like host, either way, it's it's work, because you, you have to bring something if you're going over to somebody's house and bring you know some beverages to go along with it. But if you're hosting, it's a lot of work, too, because you got to clean up, got to make sure you know all the invites are sent out and stuff like that, but... Well, you and I lucked out because we do mornings during the week. Um, <laughs> we don't have to host anything because uh, that's getting close up against bedtime and we can't afford if anybody stay until even a moment after the game's over. So, um, you, Is that rude, though? Is that rude to say, hey, guys, I'm going to just go to bed and you guys stay and you can hang out till whenever and I'll, I'll wake up tomorrow and clean up? No, I, and I really don't host Super Bowl parties and really haven't just for that reason okay. because I don't want to have that whole like, all right, uh, last uh, touchdown has been scored. Now get out. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> Got to so, wake up super early. Yeah, but I, I've, I've attended uh, different parties in the past, but it's always it sucks because it's mornings. You got to get up and, and leave early. But um, I, I'm this year because it, we're also in a really weird thing because the NFL season got extended by a week. Super Bowl's been pushed back, so now we've got the double whammy next weekend of Super Bowl Sunday backing up immediately against Valentine's Day. <sighs> I know. That's that's not good because then then we're going to be hungover on Valentine's Day and not, not feeling like going out again to a nice restaurant or like having, having some more drinks. But it also gives you a great excuse to break open something special. One, if you're a Bengals fan, and we know we have some that listen to this show that haven't seen this oh, uh, yeah. in maybe their entire lifetime, <laughs> what an excuse to break out something special. And then Valentine's Day, my wife and I are not big wine people, but we are big beer people. Oh, yeah. So we always take uh, Valentine's Day as an opportunity to open up one or two like amazing bottles, like one of the whales I have in the basement. Ooh, do you guys ever go out? Where do you go out? What do you do? Um, for the last couple of years, we've just decided to, to overspend and make a really extravagant meal at home, like beef tenderloin, and you know, Ooh. spend the dollars and I just stay in because it's uh, she and I have a great time together, and it's also you can have a couple beers if you want, have a couple beers if you don't want, and you know, also it's it's kind of nice this year because you're like we can cheap out. It's it's Monday, so yeah. <laughs> uh, 
nothing extravagant's really open, and we all can't go out for a late, expensive night because it's Monday. We so. got to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it is going to be fun to, to go through the cellar and open up some stuff that's uh, pretty fun next next weekend because we have Super Bowl and then Valentine's Day. Man, I got to go through my cellar because my wife, she likes beer too, and I'm typically the one who's like helping her with, you know, like, oh, this is the flavor you're going to get, or this is the kind of the notes that you should be getting from that, but... I'm thinking I should open up something special, something that I know that she'd like. Like what? Probably um, something that you've given me. Like what comes to mind is prop. Like prop from a couple of years ago. I think 2019 I have a bottle of that. And I think that that would definitely be something that I'd, I'd want to open up. Or um, something a little on the pastry side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we're a little sweeter. Yeah, because we're also because we're not going to peel through like you know multiples on Valentine's Day. That'll also be smart. (laughs) And we can talk more about that next week because we'll have another one last beer show before uh, Super Bowl actually kicks off and before we have Valentine's Day. But it is nice to start thinking about it. And I spent a lot of time in the cellar this week because again, under construction house and uh, all the snow blowing I've been doing and and you know missing work events and stuff. So it was nice to be down there, kind of like not live in the cellar, but just be visiting it repeatedly so you can remind (laughs) yourself like. Because I'll have things down there that people have given me or I've, I've picked up and forgotten or they got they get pushed back. I'll get something new, shove it on, and then you know I found some Panther Cub from uh, Founders. Well, there's a throwback. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and uh, it was – so I found some of that. I found like one straggler of KBS in the back and uh, a couple of other worldwide stouts from Dogfish Head. So it was fun to kind of be down there and go through it, and this is a great time because the weather's nice. It's dumpy outside, uh, so, so break out something thick and, and beefy. Isn't it awesome to like find those little like – hidden nuggets that are like tucked back in there it's almost like a little treat that you've got because now you can open up something you're like ah i haven't had this in several years and i mean i might as well open it up today because it's only going to get worse from here on out yeah one of the problems i have found with that and i've I've got to do a better job of doing this is when somebody when i either trade or somebody gives something to me or uh I like to tag people and untapped. If I got the beer from Zach, I'll say, "Hey, at Dad Beers, thanks for the hookup." I appreciate that. At, uh, at you know, old man Ernie, if he if he gives me something. But what happens was I I get beers and I put them downstairs, and then by the time I get around to drinking them, I forget where I got them, how I acquired them, who traded it to me, so I can't you know properly give anybody their social media dap. So I always laugh. I should start you know tagging these or at least keep a catalog. <laughs> what I don't want to do is have somebody give me something special, and then a year and a half later I drink it. They're like, "Hey." He didn't even give me a shout out or anything. He's like, this is great. Thanks. All right. Cool. Now I feel bad because I did not tag old man Ernie in the post from last week. I I thanked you for bringing the beer from last week, the Amish crack that we had. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot you got it from old man Ernie, so I should have tagged him in the post too. Yeah, and it's weird. I know you don't have to do that. A lot of people, you know, you don't expect it. I certainly wouldn't be miffed, but it feels like courtesy it feels like yeah it's very much a courtesy you know tag and thank the people you got the beer from if you got it as a gift or you know as part of an extra in a trade so it and and it totally beats a thank you card or like yeah well also let me take this opportunity as long as we're broadcasting to anybody who i have forgotten to tag in in the past i apologize that's (laughs) that's not the the craft beer enthusiast i want to be on the internet i want to be the guy who who thanks those who uh, who help me out and, and you know make sure that I get things that I couldn't otherwise get. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you though. I'm thinking we're probably gonna have to start jotting some of this down. Well, hey, like thank you for the the split one that we're drinking today from so and so. I won't I won't disclose what the split one is quite no, yet. No, I'm very excited about that. And one of the things I, I saw that was a little bit fun this week is that one of our favorites, one of our our old standbys, is getting a new paint job. I did not see this. Founders is giving uh, KBS a new label. Are they <sighs> really? 
I don't know if I'm excited about that. I love the KBS label. Uh, Google it really quick on, okay. your, on your phone and, uh, take a look and, at that. and take a look at it because it's it's a, a nice nod to the label. But I think I think KBS, uh, outside of the variants, has had the original artwork. I mean, I know a couple of tiny details have changed here and there, but it's had the same artwork since its inception way back in the uh, the earlier part of the century. century. Yeah. No, I, I saw this. Do you like it or no? No, I don't like that at all. I I feel like it almost... Are you also upset about the Washington Commanders? Old yeah, man? I saw that. I fear change. <laughs> I signed the petition at change.org. Yeah. <laughs> um, to me, it just looks like um, a knockoff of like that hard soda. We talked about that last week in the show. Like it's got a label, yeah, not your father's. Yeah, it's got a label, kind of like not your father's. And I just, I'm not a fan. I like the the old look of how it was kind of like a western theme. Like, yeah, like there's a, like a ragtime, what are those uh, player pianos just playing in the background? Yeah, or like most wanted, you know, that type of thing. And I, I feel like no, with that new label, it's just kind of watering it down. It looks very corporate. Uh, I don't. They, so they put the chocolate, they put the coffee on the label, and then say, yeah, it's an imperial stout. And they've, Oh, they've also included the original? Yeah. So they're claiming that? Well, I mean, it's the original K- KBS. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, it's not the original bourbon barrel-aged stout. No, here no. I am. I'm like, no, you're not the original. We've talked about this. It's Goose Island is the original, or there, or I, so we think. And I don't really mind when, when breweries do this, because it's like anything else. At first, you think, oh, it's different. But I think it was four or five, maybe even longer years ago, that Goose Island, as an entire brewery, kind of re-labeled and re-imaged all their stuff, where now we've got the sleek cans with the real clean 312 and the real, uh, the real clean... Uh, labeling on it yeah it's and, cool and uh and I, I think there's enough of a throwback with the kbs label that it doesn't bother me dark lord's a great example of of one that changes a little bit from year to year or every couple of years but still kind of stays the same oh yeah yeah if they ever change that like i mean if nick floyd wants to get out and then some big corporation decides to change it i i i guess i'll i'll drink it I mean, I will drink it. Who am I kidding? You know, I'm going to drink KBS. And uh, locally, Bearhands is a great example of a, of a brewery that kind of changes their artwork and it, it sort of evolves as we go. They're, some of their newer brews are, are completely different looking than their, their older stuff. Well, the one thing that I like about Bearhands is that it's not a big label of Bearhands. It's the actual image of the beer. Like, yeah. it's, it's just cool. It's like eye-catching when it's on the shelf. If you've got a big label of your brewery's name or anything like that, I feel like... Then, then you're you're just, I don't know. You're just trying to play it up, you know. That that becomes more of the importance than what you're actually going to be drinking. Yeah, it can also feel like you're relying on the brewery's name to sell the beer. Yeah, but, uh, but so much of, of us going to the liquor store now is is seeing what catches your eye. You walk through any bottle shop, be it a uh, a chalet, a, a citywide downtown, and it's all the breweries, all the craft breweries are playing are playing the same game, like. How can we catch their eye? How can mm-hmm. we catch their eye? You know, it takes me when I walk into that beer cave down to, down and uh, at Citywide. It takes me a good two minutes to kind of get my bearings, see where I'm at, what I'm doing, who sells what, and then it's a matter of you know what catches my eye. Then I grab it. I say, okay, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. And you investigate yeah. further and make the decision on buying it. Um, some breweries like Rad Dad Brewing, mm-hmm. where all their labels kind of look more or less the same, but are, yeah. are just slightly different or have you know minor little artwork changes from. But they've got good puns on them. That's yeah. the reason to buy them. <laughs> but that that does you a favor where you can see it and say, "All right, there's the Rad Dad." If you're looking at that specifically, but uh, I do like when you go and look for Bare Hands and uh, and and a ton of other different craft breweries. That on the Palo that we had that one time. Yeah, remember the it it was just like a can with like cool artwork and stuff, and then. 
Like, I really do go for artwork, I'd say, in a lot of different ways with the cans. And now, if KBS really wants me to, you know, if they really want to make a change and make a buy, do what Goose Island did. Make the bottles, you know, like 16.9 ounces. Right. Make them a little bigger. Yeah. Like, just like we got with um, Hop Slam, you know? Yeah, I guess on the flip side of that whole graphics and, and artwork argument is it's also nice that I can recognize a War Pigs brew from six miles away because it's black cans, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Gothic heavy metal uh, artwork and lettering. Like, that's easy to recognize. But, kind of skeleton on there. Yeah, but I don't mind the KBS. The founders of KBS has changed, uh, has, has updated a little bit. Zach, on the other hand, is very upset, and he'll be out yelling at clouds later on this afternoon. Like, give us a new variant, not yes. a new label, oh, or <laughs> give us bigger beer. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-movie! And uh, earlier this week, on Wednesday, we celebrated Groundhog's Day. Punxsutawney Phil did see a shadow, so we're mired in six weeks more winter. Oh, right. Happened right as the snow started to slam us, so yeah, we we all knew it was no big shock. I'm okay with that. Honestly, I'm not going to get tired of this winter. You know Punxsutawney Phil has a wife that he hibernates with? He does? Yeah, her name is Punxsutawney Phyllis. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, what, what does she predict? Uh, not much. Okay, not much. <laughs> she's just living the high life. Yeah, she's living she's, off uh, of his gains, yeah, basically living off his, living off his fame a little bit. But we thought wow. we would uh, we would reach back a few days here in the week and do Groundhog Day, the Bill Murray classic. It's so good. This one has almost like one of those core memory impressions on me because I remember it being on TV all the time. It was like on TBS always right around this time of year, but also weirdly like other holidays too. I feel like. Yeah, the alarm clock going off with a Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe. Like, that's that's always going to be the first instant thing I remember about Groundhog Day. It's it's kind of the reason I wanted to get into radio. No, I'm just kidding. It's say, not. Oh, all right. Want to be those guys here like, it's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Waka, waka, waka. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Little did I know I would grow up and become that guy. <laughs> Is that how you start your show? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a unique concept. I mm-hmm. like it. And uh, I'm going to give this an absolute hog of a beer. I'm going to give it two, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, Worldwide Stouts from Dogfish Head. Dang. It's funny. That's I've a good ne- rating. I've never once in my life gone out with the intention of purchasing a Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. It's always, 100% of the time, something I'll be out, and I'll be hemming and hawing in front of a shelf, and I'll see it, and I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pick one of those up, because they're like 9 bucks, 10 bucks. And uh, and I'll I'll take it home, and then you you probably forget about it because you're like, well, I've got other things to do and drink tonight, so I'll just and I always buy them, put them in the basement, forget about them, and I and I knocked out a couple of them this week and was reminded like this is a really great, really hot, you know, beefy big boy hog of a stout, and and it stores well, absolutely, right? oh yeah. That, so what what years did you try, or do you? I I think there was I think one was two years old, one was three. Oh okay, nice, yeah. yeah. So they, they really did get lost as you're moving stuff around. Yeah, well, you know, they they come in 12-ounce bottles, mm-hmm. and uh, they have the dogfish cap, but they get pushed aside, and they get overshadowed by big bombers standing in front of them. So they're yeah. easy to lose in, the, in a basement or things that get, you know, tucked back in, in behind. So, um, yeah, great, really great example of it, not too hard to get. And uh, it it's another one of those, great, those beers that if you're new to craft beer or you're new to aging or you want to get something to kind of hang on to, that was a great one because it's 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 um, – a great example of what one of one of those bourbon barrel aged stouts tastes like. It keeps well. It's very very high alcohol. Yeah, and you know it'll shock the hell out of your non craft beer friends. Mm-hmm. Say, oh yeah, yeah try hey, buddy. this. This is the equivalent <laughs> to drinking thirteen Bud Lights in one sitting. Go nuts, buddy. Yeah. Well, I do like the price point too. I mean, you're talking like ten dollars a bottle typically for that twelve ouncer, and then you know I I like to think of its uh, cousin, 
even though it's not even the same style or the same 120 minute? Yeah. Like that's another good one that you can buy and you can put on the shelf and then you always know the label because it's got the uh, exclamation point that's like danger zone, you know, careful with this one. And you could also lump in Dogfish Head's Higher Math with that. I forgot about Higher Math. Yeah. yeah, It's been years since I've had Higher Math. Yeah, they were. And Dogfish Head was one of those first craft breweries that once you start branching out beyond the, the Bells, the Founders... And the, uh, you know, some of the, and like the three Floyds, like that was another one. You're like, okay, I'm drinking something different from somewhere else. Look at me. I'm fancy. Yeah. I, I just remember watching his show too, where he had to dump out the entire like barrel of his 120 minute. He's like, this is a $2 million loss in the company. I'm like, you're making $2 million in beer. I want to say it was right. As, it may have been the first year, maybe year and a half that Music to My Beers was a thing. I went to Belmont and bought a Dogfish Head Tokyo. It's T-O-K-I-O. Oh. But it's a malt liquor they made that was like 18%, 19%. But I bought it. It was 20 bucks for a 12-ounce bottle. Whoa. And that was one of the first bigger, expensive, small-format beers that I remember buying and hanging on to. And you know, did the typical thing where you drink it one night after you shouldn't have. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't really recall a whole lot about it, but it was on my untapped history way back when, so that was kind of fun. And a couple of years later, you bought one of the most expensive beers you've ever purchased, yeah, the Utopias. Right, right. <laughs> yep. That's also one from one of those grandfather breweries that we've uh, come to know and love. For me, I love uh, I love Bill Murray. He's one of my favorite actors. I love Annie McDowell, too. She was kind of like the hot chick back in the day. She was like the Julia Roberts knockoff. She had her moment. Yeah. She had her moment, and now I don't know what happened to her, um, if she's still acting and and whatnot, but who was the camera guy? Wasn't the camera guy someone famous, too, like Chris something or other? I'm like blanking on the cast right now, Um, and where I remember seeing him, Chris Elliott. Take my strong hand. Oh, yeah. He's rolling from uh, from (laughs) Mrs. Creek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I've, I've seen him recently. I'm gonna give this a four pack. Um, it's it's not my favorite movie. I'm I don't even know if it's in the top ten, but I love watching it year after year. And I'm gonna give it a four pack of Left Hand Brewing's uh, Milk Nit- Stout Nitro because that's a beer that every single time you open it, you can pour it upside down, and it's never gonna go over the glass. You're never gonna get one of those spills that comes over um, as you're uh, pouring it because they tell you to write on the label pour hard, turn it upside down, and just let it flow out of there. So, And that's kind of fun, too. You could do that with pretty much any nitro stout or any nitro beer that's out there. Just like pour hard and pour fast and, and just watch the little bubbles like come up to the top. Technical term for there. Andy McDowell, 63 years old. Still a babe? Uh, still a babe. She's like a fine stout, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I think I saw her daughter in concert. Her daughter is... Uh, a singer-songwriter, and then, oh, her daughter's in that Netflix show, Made. Have you seen that one? I have not, but I've heard about it. Okay, my my wife is big into that show, and, and I'm like, that girl really looks familiar, and she was also in Mad Men as one of Don Draper's, like, okay. go-tos. And uh, uh, Stephen Tobolowski plays Ned Ryerson, 70 years Ned. old now. Ned! Yeah. Ned Ryerson! Yeah. <laughs> oh, good classic and when it comes to finding music to my beers on the internet we are everywhere i mean everywhere that you you are basically i mean we're not on all the the fun different uh websites we're not on we don't have a music to my beers reddit page is that even a thing uh not for us we don't we're not on tiktok but we are on the old no. standards the old standards. yeah the classics yeah the titans of social media we're on <laughs> facebook you could like music to my beers find out news about the show you could all even join our super secret music to my beers facebook group mm-hmm. if you uh want to join you just click join there's a couple of questions there i've seen a, a few questions get filled out but 
I mean, honestly, we'll let you into the group whether you whether or not you answer the questions. And what's really cool too is that as stuff pops up, maybe it's something for news and notes, you can let us know about it and share it right there on the page. Or maybe you've heard the show for a while and you're like, you know what? Those idiots don't talk about my favorite brewery or my hometown brewery. Yeah, uh, blow us up. Let us know who we should uh, who we should mention and who we should look into. Maybe even visit. You could also, or have them come on the show. Yeah, yeah. Or have them come on the show. You can also follow Music to My Beers on Instagram, where we put our beer shirt Thursday picks and uh, and fun times. We're out, you know, when we used to go out. Oh man, back before COVID. Yeah, and you can find Zach and I on Untapped and see exactly when did we drink beer during the week this week. When were we were we shoveling on Wednesday? Were we snow blowing on Thursday and drinking beer? You can find our check ins at Dad Beers for Zach. I am at Man Bear Cluck. And if this show is too much for you and you need it compressed. Uh, every Monday, right around lunchtime, Zach podcasts it. You can find it wherever you get your free podcasts. Get a nice little 40-minute um, uh, podcast to go along with your lunch. Yeah. Yes. Just to be clear, it's wherever you find free podcasts, nothing you have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody's charging you for music for my beers, you let us know. Yeah. And then we'll laugh about it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll ask for our cut. But uh, yeah. we uh, stare down boring Pro Bowl weekend. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's that dead week. Not even Josh Allen wanted to go to that thing. No, it's that, <laughs> it's that dead week between the end of the uh, playoffs and the, and the Super Bowl Sunday, but we're going to keep it interesting nonetheless. I mean, look at all the snow fun we had earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, life was canceled, the town shut down, and we got to uh, drink some beer while we snow, snow plowed a little bit. This I- split one this week comes to us from our guest. Uh, we had uh, David Michael in for, from Rue 152 a couple of weeks back, and he left a guy behind. He left a soldier behind. This is, is it? Hypobaropathy. Hypobaropathy? A barrel-aged Baltic porter. And I found it on untapped. Okay. It clocks uh, in at a 16.5%. Oh. Yeah, so. Holy cow. Okay, so we're, we're in for it. So this is, um, oh, this is the one where he talked about his experience out in Colorado. Yum. Yeah, that looks awesome. Pour this here. Oh. Uh, I'm going to read off this, the the side of the bottle. It says, if you've ever traveled to or lived in the Rocky Mountains, you know what it means to be homesick, to return to the altitude. This one-of-a-kind Baltic porter mimics the distiller's beer recipe of an iconic American single malt whiskey based in Colorado, then spends a full year in the used barrels of that same whiskey. So we're about to drink a, a whiskey-heavy, a real dry, barrel-aged Baltic Porter. Which is really interesting because I, I know that we typically drink the barrel-aged stouts and stuff, and porters and stouts, I always have a hard time figuring out, okay, whether or not is this more stout-ish or is this more porter-ish? This is a dark beer. Um, and, I mean, it, it pours and it looks like a stout when it comes out. The only difference that I'd say is that it looks like it's got a little more carbonation in it. So, um, still pretty active, though. It smells phenomenal. Yeah, for me, the, the, the bar I always measure against is the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes. Uh, yeah. That's a standard. I think that's a good uh, jumping-off point. And, but it also gave me a good, as an early craft beer enthusiast, a good idea of what a porter should taste like, that dry kind of finish, mm-hmm. you know, real heavy, malty, kind of um, grainy that, that a, uh, a stout doesn't have. Yeah, you're right. Because a stout to me has more of like a um, thicker mouthfeel, more smooth and and whatnot. Porters sometimes have either a, a thinner mouthfeel or kind of drink a little bit more like your traditional lager or IPA or anything like that. With this, I can immediately tell with the nose where they're coming at for the American single malt whiskey. Um, oh yeah, you really get that whiskey that and uh, that. 
that whiskey nose. There's mm-hmm. a there's a whiskey. There's a grain nose with a whiskey that you don't get with a beer so much, and you get a lot of that in the nose in this. You're right. I didn't even. Yeah. What I'm a little unclear on, and you know, perhaps I need to do a little more digging and uh, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod research. But the difference between the definition between a regular porter and a Baltic porter. Yeah, because I I I have no idea. I don't know. Um, you know, if I should, I could, I could look that up right now. Baltic porter. And uh, although it was created near the Baltic Sea, um, I guess it was one of the most popular beers. I mean, I guess it would be like the IPA. It's why is it called an India Pale Ale? Okay. And there was, you know, it was made back in the 1700s, 1800s, and stuff, and uh, and then forgotten around World War II. But what, then it came back. What is surprising with this is, given the alcohol content, you don't get a lot of that immediate face flushy kind of burn no like it drinks real it drinks real nice the body is it's smoother than a stout or thinner than a stout Mm -hmm. i do like how you have a little bit of carbonation there it clings to the side of the glass nicely you can tell there's alcohol in there yeah but it doesn't for for how hot it is you think it would it would give you a little more of that like if you drink um like a brand new bourbon county you get that immediate booze kick that like Mm -hmm. you know that mule kick at the back of your throat you don't get that with this no it's present but it's a lot more smooth and less of that fire and if you like of the flavor of whiskey or even single malt whiskey, then then this one is definitely the beer for you. Like I would highly suggest going and grabbing this one. How how long has this been hanging out? Did he mention when he was here or when that was bottled? Um, no, but it does have his name on it, which is pretty sweet. That's it's, cool. It says David Michael, head brewer on the side. Sweet. So he signed it for us. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and Rue 152 out in Napanee, they do a lot of great beers. We had them on the show a couple of weeks back and learned a lot more about what they do. But they also make a couple of, uh, of bottled beers to go. They have the Draper we had, that uh, that kind of cognac. Oh, man, that's so uh, good. Bodied stout. Yeah, it was incredible. And um, it was funny. We... I got tagged in a Facebook post on Tuesday from Mark Alstott, and he said that he made it through dry January, and the only time he wavered was when we were talking about the Draper on the show. Oh, really? Two, two weeks ago, because, you know, old-fashioned kind of cognac-inspired, uh, you could almost taste it. He said he had a real real rough go of it, but uh, tip of the hat to Mark for making it through dry January. Yeah, nice job. Time to make our employee picks. Every week, Zach and I hunker down. We each throw three beers into a mixer sixer. We offer you no 15% discount, but could be beers <laughs> could be beers we had we've loved, could be beers we're dying to try, and it also could be beers you need to stay away from. Uh, I'm going to go first, and the first one I'm going to throw in is an old standby, but because I was outdoors, oh, I don't know, all of Wednesday and Thursday plowing snow, and I always remember when I'm having a beer or two that I shouldn't operate heavy machinery, so I kind of keep things light if I'm blowing snow, and I found a couple of Coors, Coors Light Tallboys in the way back of my beer fridge. Dude! Yeah, but also you forget, like, those are those are perfect. That's what light beer was designed for, getting mm-hmm. out and being active, doing stuff, but when it's cold out and you're cold out and your hands are numb and like you know I, I don't even know if my if my taste buds would have recognized good beer at the point, but <laughs> I, I slammed on a couple of Coors Light. Man, I just thought this hits the spot, and it's to the point in my craft beer journey now that whenever I do that, I think, I bet my dad had the same feeling back in the day when he was done shoveling the driveway, yeah, crushing, you know, crushing a black label or a Hams <laughs> or whatever they had in Saginaw back in the day. But um, it is it is fun to remind yourself one that you know. The macros are out there, but also they're dirt cheap, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get a, a 12-pack of those 16-ounces mm-hmm. for a real good price. The next one I'm going to throw in is a beer I've been dying to get my hands on the last couple of weeks, and I finally br- got my hands on it last weekend, and uh, man, Hop Slam 2022. Delicious. Yeah. It is good. I can't I can't keep my hands off of it. And it is nice because Hop Slam comes out in January, and it's usually off shelves by March, 
and you have it. We all enjoy it. We stock up and, and have it. But by the time Hop Slam rolls around again, your memory of exactly that flavor profile, uh, it's a little little faint, a little vague. So it's nice to remind yourself, like, what a good old-fashioned honey double IPA tastes like. And, uh, man, is it great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm, my I, favorite. I haven't seen it anywhere in the 16-ounce cans. i got to go to Michigan in the next week or so. Maybe I'll find it there. Oh, my goodness. Is that where I got it? I must have gotten it in the 16-ounce. No, I got it at Citywide in the 16-ounce cans. I remember because I got back from Michigan, and they're like, yeah, they, there was a mistake in the order. I could only get the 6-ounce cans when I went to Martin's, but I got the 16-ouncers because that's what they released, and that's what they ordered. So you might want to check out that before you run up to Michigan. I did notice, and I know we promote our local bottle shops a lot, you know, but uh, I did notice the Hop Slam is a full 2 $3 cheaper at Kroger than it is yeah. So, oh, I need to go there next. So if you don't need it cold immediately, uh, maybe <laughs> save yourself a couple of bucks and, uh, and stop by Kroger. And the other one I'm going to throw in, I finally had that Zach talked about a few weeks back, uh, is the uh, All Day Haze from Founders. Yeah. You like it? I do. I like it a lot better because my, my summer beer, my go-tos were Foggy Geezer and Sam Adams Wicked Hazy. And Wicked Hazy, Sam Adams came out with a, uh, a session version called Wicked AF, I think it was called, or Wicked Easy. Oh, yeah. And it sucked. It was terrible. Awful, awful beer. Horrendous. I'll never buy it again. But I was hoping that it wasn't going to be the same when you take all day and then you you make yourself a hazy version. But it wasn't. It was nice. It was a little bit light. It was clean. It was refreshing. Still had the kind of that hazy body, a little bit of that fruity smell. But because it's a hazy version of a session IPA, there wasn't such a drastic drop off. Oh yeah, you know because because uh, the wicked hazy for, from from Sam Adams is like six point eight, six point nine. Yeah. So when you when you when you thin that out for a for a sub five percent easy sipper, just it it misses everything that makes it fun. So there wasn't quite that steep drop off in alcohol content, quality, body smell, and everything else that you were were gonna have from all day to all day haze. I just love it. I love that a fifteen pack has. Uh, there's a hazy fifteen pack out there. That's a good price point. It's perfect for you know when you're wanting to watch. How much you're having, you know, 4.2 is is Maybe decent. you're out there operating heavy machinery. Yeah, and you want to keep it low and light. Absolutely. Uh, for my three, I'm going to throw in first, I'm going to stick with the Bell's beer because I bought the um, the two-hearted pack. I don't know if it's like the broken-hearted or something like that. Yeah, there's the cold-hearted. Yep, they just released. Um, Their black IPA the black version hearted. of, of two-hearted. Um, I'm going to throw in the cold-hearted because that one was actually really good. I had one of those a couple nights ago, and it's like the two-hearted has like kind of the same grain bill and the same malt back ba- backbone and stuff like that, but it's a cold-hearted because they lagered it. So it's a different yeast strain. It kind of has a different flavor, but it still has a really nice profile that takes me back to like a really cold two-hearted um, just with a little more of a clean feel to it. Like you can definitely see through it. It's not as um, that orangish hue that a two-hearted is. Plus that, that two-hearted variety pack is fun because you have all the varieties right there. So you can, you can see from one to the other to the other exactly mm-hmm. what the difference is. Yeah. And they're all about 7% except for the lighthearted. And I turned my uh, father-in-law onto that and he's like, you know, that lighthearted is pretty good. I'm like, I know, right? Like, we got to buy more six packs of this, and that clocks into like a 3.7 or something like that. So, decent. Easy. Yeah. Also, would it kill him to throw a double two-hearted in there? I know, right? <laughs> a little bit El Stingio, Bells. We'll put the, uh, we'll make the that 12-pack uh, even more expensive. Uh, the next one that I'm going to throw in is the Rye Smoky Brown Ale. 
from Crooked U. Wow. All right. I, I did take out the last weekend and uh, and take out, I mean, it was quick and easy. I put it in the order and it took me 20 minutes. And my in-laws were like, you know, if it's anywhere be under 30 minutes to pick up the food and stuff, just hang out there and have a beer on us. So I was like, okay. Tell uh, me about the smokiness. It it was frigging good. I like. I don't know if they used um, if it's like semi rouch beer, like how you get kind of that smoky malt and graininess from it. But it was just it. It was sweet. It had a light smoke flavor to it, and my check-in just says frigging good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the always eloquent Zach Miller <laughs> at Dad Beers on Untapped, and it was low ABV too, so it was a five point seven. So it's not a heavy hitter for a brown ale or anything like that. And I don't ever think like smoked beers or anything with uh, that kind of a, a flavor profile. They're never going to be huge. And mm-hmm. I think the first one we tried on the show was the uh, Mr. Elegante from uh, I forgot the, about that one. The South Bend Brew Works uh, all those many years ago. But smoked beers and smoky flavored beers are interesting, and I'll always try one, but rarely will I ever go back for a second. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of the same way. That one was good, and I sipped on it for a while as I stood outside next to the fire pit that they have underneath there as, when you walk out by the bar. And it was a, just a beautiful night. Cold, yes, but next to the fire, you're you're nice and warm. And I can't, it's all good. I can't remember who gave me a. It was a smoked oyster porter. Oh, and it was one of the most. Um, it was well done. It was extremely complex, but I could see how it'd be a very offensive. You know, very briny. It had that smoky. Mm-hmm. It was. It has was, a saltiness to it. Oh man, it, oh. yeah, it was one of the one of the funkier beers I've ever had. But also, I could see why they were just selling ones and oh, not yeah. like sixers or twelvers. <laughs> like, nobody need twelve of these. So, no. <laughs> there's our pick six for the week. We have more music to my beers on tap. Oh, you got one more? I do have one more. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, um, I, I have noticed we get carried away in this segment. We're like, <laughs> we start naming off a, a couple of different beers. But a, a it's, like, it's like our beers are running for office. We're like, let me tell you everything great about this beer, why you need to have it. I, I'll tell you, the, that's my jam that I picked up from Bare Hands uh, last weekend, too, was phenomenal. And it's not your typical that's my jam because I've had the raspberry blackberry version. This was a strawberry version, and it was delicious. It was at, uh, my, my wife was like, wow. That's a really good, and I'm like, it's a fruited beer. And I'm not usually one for to, to go for the fruit beers, but I knew that my in-laws were coming over, and I know that my mother-in-law, she's a big like wheat ale fan. I'm like, yeah, uh, let's give it a try. So I filled up on, on That's My Jam, and it was delicious. So there there we go. In years past, we've done like a Pro Bowl show, but it, uh, it hasn't worked out well. It wasn't very unexciting, so we thought we would uh, Does anybody even care? Is there any stake in the game for the Pro Bowl this year? anything that you you get from it i don't know for me the pro bowl is always the real sign that you were a degenerate gambler (laughs) you're like i'm betting on the afc i'm gonna i'll put up money in the nfc this weekend but uh no but it also is it's nice because after a long football season i don't know how things work with you but a lot of times at least from september till about thanksgiving Mm -hmm. my social calendar on the weekend revolves a lot about what's going on with football like the first handful of weeks of the nfl season my lions friends and i all get together to watch the game then as hope dwindles, oh, we kind so of find other things to do. But then there are, you know, college football, obviously Notre Dame when they're home, tailgates are a big deal. So it also it kind of feels like a nice ah, take a deep breath, get some things around the house, spend some time with your wife week, like yeah. you know, get kind of back to reality before we, we have that one last fun weekend of football and then it's no football to the draft. No, you're right. And and that's early summer draft. Stuff comes uh, around, April. so okay, all right. So you got it right you, off the heels of March Madness. A couple of months, I know. It's like, hey, sorry, honey. Uh, now I'm super into basketball, and I'm going to get all my teams lined up. Yeah, I think one of the but, one of the better takes of the NFL I ever heard was how good they are on monopolizing the calendar. Mm-hmm. Because 
preseason starts you know in late july it's the build-up to that august it's all preseason then we have the season then it runs all the way through the super bowl boom boom now the draft has become this huge event and then now they're you know they're summer camp it all starts with otas <laughs> yeah but yeah. It's, it's the nfl you know occupies a lot of sports real estate but ever ever since that i've paid attention now they've extended the season i'm like the nfl won't stop until they own all 12 months of the calendar oh yeah and they will find a way at, but, but at it is nice times. to take a take a deep breath and here we are in the midst of middle of february uh, the heart of stout and you know dark deep beers. Yeah, I know. I, well, and you know what it also reminds me of is like, um, uh, uh, craft beer festivals. Craft beer festivals were always this time of the year. Yeah, because nobody like, else had anything going on, so they're all trying to compete against each other. Yeah, I think and this was the final weekend of Kalamazoo Craft Beer Week. Yep. Yeah, because they started then. Yeah, just last week and went on into this. Yeah, and it's oh. also great because things like Michigan City, the the Ice Fest out there. That's it, coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, it, it's fun because there's nothing going on. It's winter, yeah. and beer drinking and, and sampling beers is a perfect activity for being outside. I would always have, if I was a, to be a, a craft beer a fest planner, I would always have it during this time because it gives it gives you something to do. Like the one that would be at the Century Center and stuff that we'd go and we'd hang out. And then yeah, it was always a highlight at the end of January. You're like, yeah. we're going to go out and, t- and then, you know, they're going to unleash us on downtown South Bend after that. And here we go out to dinner at Fiddler's or have uh, consume more at LKT or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I do have fond memories of that. And I feel like um, that's something that I, I haven't done in a, a good long time. But we haven't been able to do it, obviously, because of COVID in the last two years. But here soon, I mean... Now, now unleash us out there. And hey, what's our chant? Maybe next year. Maybe, Maybe next, next year. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be this summer. This summer is going to be balls to the wall, back to normal. All right. I mean, Zach Miller's my hot, hot COVID take. hot COVID <laughs> take. Uh, no, I am. I am excited and looking forward to get back uh, into things. And I'm starting to think that too. I should probably. I've had a. <clears throat> I've had a lot of come to Jesus moments this last winter with craft beer and how many calories of my week. Are are burned on on beers like this mm, and mm-hmm. burned on the hazies and I'm not going to but I've got a couple of uh, family members my my brother in law for one who've lost a ton of weight and I said well what'd you do and they said I quit drinking beer and I started smoking pot and I thought well all right <laughs> there's that but also you know you really break it down and like you know I'll buy a case of foggy geezer and, and mm-hmm. those those hazies those double IPAs like that's so much that's so many calories yeah if you have six you got uh your calories worth in a day yeah so know? i'm starting to think about about digging into some lower calorie beers and I, I often think too like when i first when i first moved down here and we started getting a little bit into craft beer like that was still craft beer was still a pretty big treat it was mm-hmm. you know it wasn't something you drank all the time absolutely not it was if you're going to be out you know at a fancier place or that or a beer a place that catered to that kind of stuff but I also think how many times I would just, you know, Coors light it up on the weekend, mm-hmm. buy some Budweiser, Miller Lite, and even if even if you take a Miller Lite, that's what, 99 calories, and you put that next to a two-hearted, like, yeah, two-hearted's got more alcohol, more kick. It's also got like 280, 290 calories per 12-ounce serving. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, so the, and the older I get, the harder it is to get this, this weight off. You start uh. to think, man, like, may, maybe I should adjust what i'm drinking and maybe have like one one evening a weekend where it's my craft beer night and this, mm-hmm. is, the, this is when i indulge in the hobby um you know there there's some uh budweiser zeros in the hard seltzer game i'll i will have in news and notes the the or new they, what, seltzer the rock drinks tequila maybe i could switch to that he said yeah he looks te- nice and fit yeah he said tequila is the the best alcohol you could drink if you're trying to maintain any kind of a body really i had no idea yeah and i 
I, I guess I would have put Highest vodka in there. for the lowest calories. Wow. Okay, I would have put uh, like vodka in there, but I guess yeah, vodka is full. If you're trying to cut carbs, I heard whiskey's great, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, maybe we're on well, to something I'm, hey, new. I'm not on the verge of doing like a dry march or anything like that, but I, it's funny because, you know, we're only, what, three, four weeks away from starting to look down the barrel of St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah. And then it's, it's before you know it's April, and the next thing you know, like I've been drinking craft beer and gotten bloated as hell like a tick all, all winter <laughs> long, so. Fill up right now. Yeah, but maybe I'll be keeping a craft beer journal of like, uh, you know, I'll give myself six a weekend and I got to pick what they are and make them amazing. That, we should do that. That's I'll do that the, with you. Yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. I thought of. It's then, a great idea. You know, we'll, just came up with that. Yeah, we'll honk uh, vodka from a squeeze bottle and do bathtub crank the rest of the week. That's perfect. Yeah. Hey, all, right, all right. You know what? Maybe we'll look for a new healthier music to buy beers here coming up in the next couple of weeks. But All right. Yeah. We have a couple of things to look forward to when it comes to the drinking weeks ahead and some, some new stuff that has just come out. Um, if you heard the beginning of the show, you know that Zach Miller very upset. They've changed the label of my KBS. Dude. It's, it's not why? my grandfather's KBS anymore. Why? Why? I no, I know. I did I did get a little upset about that. So um I I don't know. It's just like why would you change a good thing? Like you've got the perfect thing. That'd be like too hard at changing the, the can artwork for the two fish that are swimming there. Well KBS has been out for what, fifteen years, maybe fourteen, yeah. maybe even longer than that. So I mean it's maybe it's time it's time for a change. Time for change. Okay. Well well they they can change the label. People they that were twenty one when KBS came out are now in their forties, Zach. They want something new. <laughs> Got to entice a new a new generation of drinkers. Exactly, make it make it attractive on the the stands at the supermarket. But one thing that I thought was really interesting, especially after our conversation that we had just had about the caloric intake of craft beer, is that Bud Light Seltzer is back into a new game now. Have you seen the Bud Light Seltzer sodas? The NFTs or whatever they're called? No, these are like legit things that they're going to release. They just had a Super Bowl commercial come out with Guy Fieri. Fieri? Fieri? Fieri. Fieri. Uh, the mayor of Flavortown, show yeah. respect. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they, they've tied it in with Flavortown. They've got a hard classic cola soda. They've also got the cherry cola. They've got the hard orange soda. And then also a citrus soda, which is like your Sprite and whatnot. 100 calories, 5% alcohol, and it's the new pack of like the seltzers. You know how they, they always do the holiday pack and stuff like that? Okay. They're getting into the, the soda game. And I, I'm curious because they've got zero sugar in them. And I'm like, well, that... That might be kind of kind of good. I like soda. I like zero calorie cola, like zero Coke, Coke Zero, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's next up on the lineup. And if you find it, I'm curious. I want to know where it is, and I want to pick it up too. And then last but not least, just announced this week, Oberon Day, a day that we all look forward to, March 21st. All right. Yeah. So that means spring will be here in like what six weeks or so, according to Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, earlier this week. Oh, man. That's going to do it for Music to My Beers this week. Tune in next week. We'll uh, get, you pu- get you pumped up for the Super Bowl, have a couple beers, and uh, we'll place our wagers at the end of the show next week and see how right we are. On behalf of Zach Miller and myself, uh, Music to My Beers crew, our producers, directors, and writers behind the scenes, cheers. cheers. Music to My Beers. Good old miracle beer. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.